You're listening to The Doctor's Companion, brought to you by InStockTrades.com and DCDService.com. Welcome to another episode of The Doctor's Companion. I'm Scott Corelli. And I'm Matt Smith, but not that Matt Smith. And we're from MindRobber.net, the home site of MindRobber Productions, where we talk about all the things on podcasts, like this one, The Doctor's Companion, where we talk about Doctor Who, The Mind Robbers Versus, where we pick a show we love and we talk about it episodically. Uh, currently, this week, we, we're wrapping up Batman Beyond uh, before jumping ship to uh, Justice League next week. Uh, which is really exciting. Um, that's also where you're going to be able to find uh, future in-depth movie reviews like, uh, I don't know, what's coming up? Gravity. Gravity. Yeah, Gravity's coming up. Gravity. Um, so, uh, so be on the lookout for that on The Mind Robbers Versus, and then, of course, our flagship podcast, The Mind Robbers, where we talk about everything else. If you like our shows, review them on iTunes because uh, it helps us out, and it really doesn't take that much of your time. Uh, just you just have to go a little out of your way, but we'd appreciate it, and you, we'll give you a shout out. Um, and if you have questions, comments, concerns, that sort of thing, email them to us. Podcast at mindrobber.net. If you want to start a discussion, add it to the comments so everyone can know what you're thinking. Most importantly, uh, tell your friends that you listen and that they should be listening too. Hi, Matt. Hey, man. How are you? Good. Today we're talking about the Crotons. We are. Yeah, which is the second Doctor story. Jamie, Zoe, the dream team. Yes. 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 Um, What do you you got for background and significance, my friend? Yes, the Crotons. It is the middle story of the sixth season of Doctor Who. Uh, This is, as you might remember, if you're keeping track of all of the mental uh, pieces, uh, this is the last season of Troughton. Uh, This is the last season of Black and White. This is the last season in the 60s. uh, so it's like the middle story, uh, the first three stories were uh, The Dominators, The Mind Robber, and The Invasion. So this is kind of like the the uh, bit before they just kind of fall towards war games. Um, this story is most significant because it brings about uh, a, a uh, an important writer to Doctor Who by the name of Robert Holmes. This is the very first story that Robert Holmes ever contributed to the show. Uh, as background on this, Robert Holmes was a cop. Um, uh, and then he became a court reporter and then he transitioned into a writer and he was kind of bombing around doing a bunch of different shows and finally got a uh, picked up for this because, um, uh, they, uh, Terrence Dix read it and was just like, oh, this would be really good. And Terrence Dix was script editing. Um, (laughs) and this was originally called the space trap and it was supposed to be the second to last story (laughs) of, uh, of the season. And then as the show just is unraveling, like the Doctor Who is basically unraveling at this point, they, they're barely able to hold stories together. They're barely able to keep, keep, keep people going. Um, 
they just push it up. They're just like, okay, well, this was going to be the second to last story, but can it now be the middle se- middle story of the season? And Holmes is like, yeah, sure, it's good enough. Um, so, <laughs> so, so he so said just, about his own story, yeah, something like that. Um, <laughs> so, so they just kind of, they just kind of, uh, they brought it in. They brought in a director who they'd had a lot of good work with um, to do his second story. That is David Maloney. David Maloney had previously directed The Mind Robber. Um, was about to go on and direct the war games. So this is a hell of a season for him. Um, wow. He would also he would also go on to direct other such greatnesses as uh, Genesis of the Daleks. Um, uh, 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 God, what, what are the other two? And um, uh, the Deadly Assassin and the Talons of Wang Chiang, amongst others. Good uh, lord! Yeah. So so he's a great director. Is he um, like? I mean, I is he probably he's probably second best, right, of all time. Mm, I'd go with third best. Camfield, I think, gets more for me. I think Camfield's mm. really good. Camfield did um, Seeds of Doom and um, a bunch of other stories, including oh god, why am I why am I blanking on them right now? He did uh, Web of Fear. He did Inferno, um, and then he did a bunch of he did a couple of other ones. But Camfield, Camfield, uh, like Camfield was the guy who taught um, Graham Harper how to do directing like harper was uh, canfield's assistant so mm. um so so yeah so i'd put canfield and then maloney is like right up there like maloney is one of my favorite directors of the classic series without a doubt um he's just really he's just really smart and he's got a mm. lot of good sensibilities and you know nothing from really the third good. doctor though huh uh he, he, did, he did planet of the daleks and he tried to save it but uh it was terry nation oh. so so oh, okay <laughs> Yeah, huge, huge bummer. Um, well, he tried. He tried. He did. He tried, and and it was a it was a valiant attempt at that. Um, it looked pretty. It 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 did look pretty. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was that story. So um, he, well, he like he kind of invented the whole gothic who thing, right? Uh, Wasn't that the opening of that story? No, no. Oh, you're thinking of Death to the Daleks. Oh, you haven't oh seen. what was Planet? Which planet one? we haven't seen yet. Oh, planet, okay. never mind. Planet we're watching later. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, no. Planet, planet, in which Terry Nation is just like, eh, I'm just going to remake the Daleks. <laughs> Look, like, when when you just start saying blank of the Daleks, I kind of lose track of which is which. Well, because none of yeah. them mean anything. They're just like, yeah. what sounds cool of the Daleks? And, and we'll be honest, none of those stories are really that interesting. So <laughs> if it's blank of the Daleks, chances are it's not going to be very good. So why, why bother? Mm. Um, but, but yeah, so this is the introduction of um, Robert Holmes. And it's the like it's the it's the second swing at bat for David Maloney. Um, also interesting, it is the first appearance of Philip Maddock or Maddock. I don't remember which it was, but Maddock would go on to be in a couple of stories, including, amongst other things, Power of Kroll, um, which I think is really interesting because that was intended to be Robert Holmes' last story. Like, he wanted that to be the last thing that he did because he was really just burnt out by that point. Um, but, uh... Glad he didn't uh, go out on that. Oh, aren't we? Aren't we all? Um, <laughs> but he would return later this season in the War Games, and but he's also perhaps most famous for being uh, Mahendri Salon in uh, or Salon in uh, Brain of Morbius. So he's like oh. the Frankenstein, um, if you remember that story. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's basically all the Crotons is. It's it's uh, it's like it's really mostly famous just for being the first Robert Holmes story, and I'm uh, excited to talk about it. So and he and he did another one 
in the back half of the season, right? Yeah, they were just like, hey, we really like that. Could you do another one? And he's just like, yeah, I guess. So he did another one called The Space Pirates, which he did like two sto- two stories later because he's like, nah, whatever. That's, uh, not unlike a certain Neil Cross <laughs> this past kind of, season. Kind of like Neil Cross. Yeah. Will history be repeating itself? Hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll see, I guess. <laughs> I'm just putting it out there. It's very yeah, it's similar. Possible. It's possible. It's very similar. Possible. One was a really good first effort, and the second one was uh, not so great. Because, um, like as we talked about, uh, though his his episodes aired out of order. So the one that he he wrote on purpose was his second story, which is the Ghost Hunter story. Um, his Crotons was the Ghost Hunter story, and then uh, the the second story of uh, of. Uh, of uh, what's her face, man? See how Clara. memorable she was. Um, Clara, Clara. <laughs> of uh, of Clara was uh, his second story, even though it was the first one to air. So, and that would be his Space Pirates. Yes, hmm. interesting. Mm, indeed. <laughs> you know, maybe if you're not the showrunner, m- like maybe not have them write more than one story a season. <laughs> Maybe that should just be a thing now. Well, it well it was a thing, and <laughs> then all of a sudden, uh, uh, Stephen Moffat decided that he wasn't doing two parters, which means that he has to hire people for multiple stories. So, uh, mm. or, or or spread the wealth. But uh, as we know, wealth is not being spread. So whatever. Yeah. Well, you know, he only wants to hire his friends, and he only has so many friends at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, After you scream at Caroline Skinner, that's really just no one wants to be your friend. Yeah. And I think it's uh, obvious when uh, he has he, he makes BFFs with certain directors and they disappear to never be heard from again after the yeah. third story. How weird is that? Yeah. How weird is that? That's very strange. Uh, Stephen Moffat. Um, all right. Well, but we're talking about the Crotons. Uh, however, before we do... I want to remind you that today's episode is brought to you by DCBService.com, DCBS, the site that lets you pre-order all your monthly comic book statues, action figures, anything you can get from a local comic book shop, you can get from DCBService.com instead, and probably for cheaper. All you need to do is pre-order your books. It's about two to three months in advance. And you get a uh, monthly discount special, sometimes up to 75% off, usually around 50% off, but regular discounts are 40% off. Um, that's just the regular everyday discount of your comics. That's 40% off. 40% off. That sounds um, like a lot. That's a lot. Look, you're not going to go to a local comic book shop and they're they're not going to give you that kind of discount. They're just not. At best, you're looking at maybe 10, maybe 20% tops. tops. 30 if you're buying a lot. Yeah. But... And that's only that's only if you have a pull list in which at which point you basically have your pre-orders. They're just doing it for you. That's all that is. Um, so, you know, just, uh, go to DCB service because, uh, 40% off. That's a lot. Plus you can just have them ship it as often as you like. So you can, you can still get your books every week or you can get them biweekly or monthly and you only pay six ninety five in flat rate shipping. So, uh, thanks to DCBService.com, uh, you owe your local comic book shop nothing. <laughs> just throw the gauntlet down. Just throw the gauntlet down and start shopping from DCBService.com. Okay. Just walk in with a glove, a metal glove, <laughs> and just say, just say, I owe you nothing, and then just walk out. Yeah. 
Yeah. Just throw it down on the ground, point at them, and go DCBS, and then and then back out, continuing yeah. to point the whole time. Maybe get the gauntlet engraved. Maybe with all the money you're saving, just get the gauntlet engraved. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I'd say. I think so. Yeah. All right. So the crotons. Um, so here's the thing about this. Uh, I usually take notes for these for this show. Um, you know, just with uh, whatever little bits are, are are sticking out at me that I want to talk about or whatever. But in the case of the Crotons, I was so entertained that I couldn't take notes. I was too distracted by the sh- by what I was watching. Um, but yeah, so I, I really loved this. Um, the story is basically that uh, the doctor, uh, Jamie and Zoe, they, 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 they show up in, in, in their back at Planet Rock Quarry. Um, <laughs> and, uh, they, they walk over to this hillside, um, and they see a door open and this guy come out of the door and then get zapped with this gas that disintegrates him. And they're like, Whoa, what the hell? So then they, they go inside and, uh, they, they meet this like town of people who, uh, choose, uh, two students, their two best students, are chosen by these people called the Crotons, um, who haven't been seen for thousands of years, but still give them instructions uh, to pick their two best students and uh, send them in uh, through these doors as a sacrifice. And nobody knows what happens to them. They're just told that they become companions of the Crotons, except that uh, the Doctor and Jamie and Zoe just saw what happens to them. They get pushed outside and then zapped with the disintegration gas. Um, <laughs> so, you know, not fun. Uh, not, 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 not fun. Not the same kind of companions that the Doctor has. Um, so uh, they're like, guys, uh, not cool. This is not cool. Seriously. And they're like, wait, you came from outside? You can't be from outside. That's the wasteland. He's like, yeah, no, but it's fine now. So we should probably not do this anymore? Question mark? Um, so then the rest of the story is basically them trying to figure out who the Crotons are and figure out what they're doing with these uh, students that they're 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 uh, making air quote companions um, and, uh, basically just like put a stop to it because the Crotons are holding, uh, the society back from, uh, becoming like wise. Like they're not, they're not growing as a society because the Crotons aren't letting them learn all of the things they need to learn to become like a well-rounded society. Um, because they basically want to keep them as, uh, slaves sort of, um, but yeah, no, it's just it's really it's just really entertaining and really just awesome 60 sci-fi. Like it's just like just the the Croton robots are so awesome. Um you know, like just the old school 60s B-movie sci-fi like with the with the with the uh the arms made out of like the the refrigeration tubes, you know? Like it's just I don't know, man. I, I I love this. I thought this was great. Um, so uh, uh, thumbs up for uh, Robert Holmes's first story is what I say. Yeah, I mean it's interesting because it's like it's one of those things where it's like you watch it, and you're just like you. I I don't know. The first time I watched it, I expected it to be like really amazing. And the thing is that I don't think it's like really amazing. I just think mm-hmm. it's very strong. Like yeah. it's very 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 strong. Um, 
I mean, like this, it's crazy that this is the guy who in just two stories time whips out uh, spearhead from space. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's not impossible for me to believe because he's got such a firm, solid foundation here. And the more I watch this, the more I find it just ridiculously entertaining. Like you say, um, he paints a really good world. He tells the story in a really interesting way and just goes in and just does something that's ridiculously solid. Um, and it's just wonderful. I mean, like amongst other things, I think the thing that is most striking to me about it is like when I watch Doctor Who, especially the classic series, I find that the performances and the portrayal that the writers tend to give to the actor and that the actor gives always tend to be more muted. Whereas like, you know, I, I, I came up through the Eccleston tenant thing where Davies has been, where Davies built on like 40 years of continuity and 40 years of figuring out what he liked to create a doctor that just feels esoterically doctor. And there are times when you're watching the classic series where it doesn't feel like it's esoteric doctor. Uh, here's the thing about the Crotons. I watch this story, and when Patrick Troughton walks out of the TARDIS carrying that umbrella, yeah. I'm just like, that's the Doctor. And oh, like, yeah. It took five and a half seasons, but like, the Doctor has finally arrived for me. Uh-huh. Um, and that's not a slam on Troughton or Hartnell. It's just like, Holmes gives the Doctor such ridiculously interesting things to do that this is the first time, I think, in the classic series, I see the Doctor and I go, this is him, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's uh, mind blowing. It's so mind blowing. Yeah. No. No. It's uh, that's absolutely true. I mean, this was this was the first second Doctor story that I watched with my girlfriend Bethany. She had never seen a second Doctor story before, um, and we both loved this. Like, we just had so much fun with it. Um, and uh, and and honestly, like, I think she got right away, like what I saw in in the. Uh, in the in the in the second doctor because i'd always said that he's he's like in my probably in my top three doctors oh, yeah. um uh it's it's like it's like him tenant and um if if i if i'm allowed to talk, talk about uh, like the audio plays then it's him tenant and colin baker mm-hmm. um but uh, uh that, like as my as my favorite doctors and it's like you know she'd never seen him before but seeing him here it was just like yeah that's the doctor and it's and it's at a point where it's like this is 1968 this is the tail end of 68 into 69 and that's the doctor like 100 percent the doctor to the point where you can watch this and you can watch any episode of uh matt smith's run and you can be like yeah that's totally the same person yeah they're playing the same character like yeah. that's obvious um mm-hmm. and i think that's fascinating i i will say i think that I think that that's absolutely the doctor, like the umbrella thing, totally. But I do think that he did very doctory things before this, like the whole the card scheme, the card game thing in the invasion, for example, yeah. which was right before this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think this was just like I think it was just this season because, like, the mind robber too. Like, I think it was just this season was the season where, like, I think Patrick Trout knew he was leaving. At the end of this year. And so, like, I think he had a, an air of confidence about him, a, a, mm-hmm. about his, his playing this character that um, he might not have had earlier. Because, like, with his first season, you know, he's trying to live up to the guy who played the role before because this is, like, this is a weird thing that he's playing the same role that somebody else did. 
Mm-hmm. And then in the second season, I think after like at that point, then he's he's like, OK, I'm done with that. Now I'm the doctor. Now I got to figure out who I am. And and but, you know, he was hampered by a season of uh, base under siege stories. Um, yeah. And then and then here, though, like this is the season where they did the weird stuff and like being able to do the weird stuff meant that he was able to react to things different ways. And I think this is the season where he became extremely confident in his interpretation of the character. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I, and I, and I think it's really obvious. Like it's, it's, it's the kind of confidence that, you know, that you see in, um, David Tennant's a bad example. Cause he was confident from go. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, which is really strange when you watch it. You're just like, oh, there he is, fully formed, <laughs> like from his first scene. Uh, it's kind of amazing. But uh, uh, with with uh, with Matt Smith, it's like, look, we came down really hard on this last season. But the thing that we continually said was that there was nothing wrong with Matt Smith. He's he was bringing it episode by episode, a hundred percent. And uh, I think the same could be said about about trout in here is he just he, he he brought it because like at this point he's just regardless of the story it doesn't matter like he's just bringing it man yeah and it's and it's one of those things where it's like i mean he's coming off of uh, he's coming off of what is his worst story which is the dominators which i know you haven't seen yet but the dominators is the one time that you can see trout actually giving up because he can't he tries to save it for about two episodes and then he's like this is beyond me like this is mm-hmm beyond me um but then he's like you know he's rejuvenated by the mind robber and then he does the invasion which gives him all manner of interesting things to do and then he gets someone who has a very specific take on the character who has a very like honest like just has a bunch of really interesting things that he's trying to do and it's like the thing is Holmes just gets it like Holmes just gets it and it's not just the umbrella thing like I picked the umbrella thing amongst other reasons because watching him get the umbrella destroyed and just be like ah Come on. Like it's just it's just it's just great. But also the thing where um where he's where he's in this mini rivalry that he creates with Zoe when she uh answers more questions correctly and then he's like, I got a higher score and she's like, You did more questions and he's just like, Whatever. <laughs> so like, great. And like that's the thing about this is like Holmes creates the the doctor as this um this uh, revolutionary figure. I mean that's the envisionment of it, but he's like this like this manic um anarchistic revolutionary. Like that's this that's kind of the perspective that Holmes kind of brings to the character and it's it's one of those things where it's like you can just see it and it's just like oh this is the this is the doctor that Davies pulls from like this is the doctor that future generations are pulling from and it starts right here and the reason for it is because Holmes comes in and just writes such a very specific vision of this character it's it's so so impressive and he is I mean he's infectious in my notes like I just write and it's it's easy to say this about any story but it's like this is Troughton at the height of his powers like this is just him. Like the like, I mean, I I know that he goes into Seeds of Death and Space Pirates, but it's like this and the War Games are like the two things that I point to as just like his wonderfulness. Like that's where mm-hmm. he's at his best um, for me, because uh, it's just it's just so good. Like it's just so good. You can't deny it. It's just so good, yeah. um, and it's just I mean it's amazing. Yeah. No, and he's he's so good in this, but then. You know, like Zoe is phenomenal in this, like to the point where 
you're just like, where is this companion? Like right now, like what, like why, why can't we have this competent of a companion? Like to the point where, you know, she's so smart that she almost outsmarts the doctor. Um, and, and could, it could be argued that she totally did. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I, and it's just like, man, like where, where is that companion? Ugh. I, I, <laughs> I just, I love him having someone that is an equal and then that being, uh, uh, that being countered with Jamie, who is the polar opposite of both mm-hmm. of them. Um, and I think that that's, that's fascinating. And, and in a way, really, the two of them create the Doctor um, in a weird way, like where Jamie is all the esotericism of the Doctor and, and, and Zoe is all of the, the hyper-intelligence. Yeah. Um, and then you mix them together and you get the Doctor, which makes them just the perfect companion set. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just, they're just amazing. I mean, like Zoe is, 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 is great in this. And then J- Jamie is also phenomenal. I mean, like just, he's just so interesting, like visually. And that's, that's something that you don't get a lot, um, in this show is like the companions being visually interesting because that's the doctor's job to be visually interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the time, cause he has his kooky, his kooky outfit that he wears or whatever, um, but like Jamie in this, like is dressed sort of like a doctor, like he's got the kilt and he's got this weird fuzzy vest and he's got the silk scarf tie. Um, that is just, it's a ridiculous outfit, but it, it, it never doesn't look like he should be, he shouldn't be wearing it, you know? Um, just like the doctor with any of his outfits, um, yeah. in any of his incarnations, like no matter how ridiculous it is, like it never looked like Colin Baker shouldn't be wearing that outfit. Mm-hmm. Um, not once. And, and that's, that comes from like this weird confidence in the character and finding the character that would be totally confident wearing that ridiculous outfit. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's like, Jamie's just, oh, he's so good in this. Like everybody's just so good. Like this is just, this is just, oh, this is just the good stuff. <laughs> this is the good stuff. That it is. And I mean, it's also like, and that's just to say, like, that the that the, that the three are really good. And I mean, like, they're the, they're the ones who really carry through this season in terms of just greatness. Like, mm-hmm. they're just, they're amazing this season. This is their season. But you also look at it and it's like, he's also telling, like, Holmes also gives a lot of play to, like, the other characters, like, made philip maddock as as elec is really good and and the guy who plays the um the the leader of the of the of the gons is really cool because there's because the gons are the people who are hanging out with uh the crotons or they're under the uh, the the whatever of the crotons um Mm -hmm. they're like they're all so good and it's also like i mean he but he's telling like this really cool anti-establishment story in which like by the end before the end of the first episode there are gons running through the city just smashing machines like they're luddites it's 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 so cool and like you know you have this you have this story that like you expect like you know you expect a revolution you expect a civil war well holmes gives you the civil war in the first episode and the next three episodes are basically just like clean up but it's cleanup in a way where it's like he also has to – you have to take down the crotons as part of the cleanup. Because once you've started the ball rolling, the ball is rolling and you're fine. Um, and, I mean, it's just a really interesting way to tell a story. It's just a – and it's really clever and it's really fun. I mean, watching watching the Doctor just kind of set the wheels in motion and then basically just runs off and does his own thing for three episodes. Like, he's not really a part of the gone plot at all. 
Um, you just get mm-hmm. a lot of scenes of the Gons talking about politics and, and rebellion and and whatever. And then basically he just spends three episodes just running around with Zoe trying to take down the Crotons and figure out what the Crotons are all about. Um, and it's great. I mean, it's just it's such an interesting way to tell the story. Um, yeah. And it's fresh, but it doesn't feel like it's doing anything that's super revolutionary either. Um, no, because is- I mean, there's there's a lot of aspects of this that. You know, we've all we've all seen before in lots of stories. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, this this basically opens the like it opens with with the the Gons like find announcing the uh, the students that the Crotons have chosen as their new companions, and you know the the, the scene starts or the, the the episode starts there and. Uh, Bethany like turned to me and she's just like, so this is the hunger games. And I was like, <laughs> I guess it is. Um, <laughs> and, and I mean, you know, it's, it's, we've seen this sort of thing a lot. Sure. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Uh, of course, maybe, maybe not back then. I don't know. Um, <laughs> it was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just, uh, I just want a shot of, uh, of Wendy Padbury going, I volunteer as tribute. Like that's kind of where that joke is going. Like, <laughs> yeah. Wasted opportunity. <laughs> um, um, yeah, no, this is, uh, oh, so good. It's really, so. it's really good. And I mean, of course, like, I mean, like you said, it's just cool sixties sci-fi. I mean, the, the one time that I think it fails, the one time that I think Maloney, botches it is the same sort of mistake that Graham Harper makes in Caves of Androzani, which is everyone always makes fun of Caves. Like, they're just like, well, we have to make fun of something because you're a Doctor Who fan and you're a jerk. Um, <laughs> but they always go, the, the magma beast is awful. And I'm like, Graham Harper really doesn't mess it up, except he does one wide shot of the magma beast turning around when it's just like, ooh, not a good idea. Uh, not a good idea. I feel like the Crotons are that too, because Maloney does a really good job of shooting them like from the waist up. And then he does a wide shot at one point when the Crotons in episode four come out to like, just berate the Gons for being selfish jerks. And, um, and it's just like, and you just see that the Gons like have this really cool upper body. And then the bottom is just like this skirt thing. And it just looks bad. And you're just like, Ooh, Maloney, bad choice. But like, I don't know how else to do that shot. So he, but he keeps it to a minimum, which I really appreciate. Um, but you're right about the design. The design is beautiful. And it's one of those things where it's like the, the more you look at it, the more you just want to look at it more. And Maloney shoots it in such a way that he's, he leaves you wanting, which is always a good thing. Um, because you're not really sure what you're looking at. Like, what part of them has that dome thing on it? And where is that? And what is that? It's just, it's so, it, they're such a good design. And they're super memorable. It's just, it's, I mean, Big Finish did something with them. But it's one of those things where it's like, I love them being one-offs. Like, I love them mm-hmm. being memorable and one-offs. That's really great. Um, also, really Jamie great. cooks meth. He totally, he totally cooks meth. <laughs> totally cooks meth. Like, of course he cooks meth. He loves it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man so much chemistry um, and then i love that the end of this is literally just yeah let's pour a bunch of acid and watch the world burn down and they're all so happy about it i'm like oh yeah. science yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh good times good times love this story totally um all right so that uh that 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 wraps up our discussion before we we uh wrap up the episode uh, i want to remind you that today's episode is brought to you by instocktrades.com 
where you can purchase any paperback, hardcover, omnibus, absolute edition, graphic novel collection at 35 to 45% off, plus new release specials at 50% off every week. And remember, all orders over $50 get free shipping. And uh, na- from now until the end of November, all Doctor Who comic collections are 45% off uh, on sale, special Doctor Who sale for the 50th anniversary. Um, so go to InStockTrades.com and load up on all of your uh, all of your Doctor Who stuff. We recommend Prisoners of Time. It's good. Yeah, we do. It's really good. Um, we're probably going to be talking about the second volume of that soon because I think it, it comes out very soon. Awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, so be on the lookout for that. But yeah, go to InStockTrades.com and buy all of your, your comic book uh, like graphic novel needs. Uh, all right. Um, so next week is uh, Christopher Eccleston and uh, Father's Day, episode Father's Day, um, which I'm really excited about because I uh, love Father's Day. Yep. Good times. Yep. Um, and we'll also be talking about the Ninth Doctor ebook, uh, Beast of Babylon, mm-hmm. um, which uh, I don't know what to expect from that one. Should be interesting. <laughs> Should be should be super interesting, and then we'll be yeah. caught up, which is really crazy. Yeah, yeah. Then we'll just be waiting for the tenth Doctor one, like a month from now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Love Father's Day though. Really looking forward to that one. Do love um, Father's Day. Ah, uh, so good. Yep, yep. So <laughs> Father's Day, and then next week, and the week after that, we're doing Modern and Dead, which is the fifth Doctor story. Uh, with the Brigadier and all sorts of crazy madness. Um, uh, the Invasion of Time, which is a legendary fourth Doctor story. <laughs> uh, survival, which is a seventh Doctor story. Uh, the final, final, final seventh Doctor story. The final classic Hoot story ever. Uh, and then we'll be talking, we'll be doing our countdown, which is when we do, we're basically going to be doing two episodes a week because <sighs> that works out. Um, and then, <laughs> and we're going to run all the Doctors down from 10 to 1. Um, and we'll reveal all of those episodes, uh, in a couple of weeks as we get closer. Um, and it's going to be really great. It's Mm going to be great. It's going to be great. All right. So, uh, until then, uh, you can, you should be listening to our other podcasts. Uh, the Mind Robbers Versus where, where, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, we're wrapping up Batman Beyond before going into Justice League and then Justice League Unlimited. Um, so we'll be, we'll actually be wrapping up the DC animated universe, uh, by the end of the year, um, which is really exciting. Um, yeah. And then moving on to, uh, Veronica Mars, uh, in January, which, mm-hmm. uh, man, can't wait for that. Um, so, uh, that's the mind robbers versus, and then the mind robbers, our flagship podcast. If you like what we do here, we talk about basically all the other shows, <laughs> on <laughs> on the mind robbers all the ones that are worth talking about anyway um this week on the show we're going to be talking about uh some uh some of the new pilots we're talking about brooklyn 99 and sleepy hollow we're probably going to be talking about new pilots for the foreseeable future on that show mm-hmm. um but uh I'll, I'll also be talking about dexter uh, and, uh, and then we'll be talking about, we talk, we usually do a movie pick every week. Um, we alternate picks and then through October, we're going to be doing horror films because Halloween, right? Right. <laughs> um, 
so that's where that's where you can that's the other podcast you can find us uh you can also find us on twitter on twitter.com slash scott corelli also scott commentary where i will randomly live tweet the last two episodes of dexter because why not (laughs) (laughs) matt you can you can find me on Twitter, twitter.com slash Gungan and also my alternate Twitter account, twitter.com slash GD commentary, where I, I live tweet things like uh, the OC, which is coming back at some point. I just got to find time to, or just dead time, I suppose. Um, mm. It'll be fun when I get yeah. to that. Uh, where else? Oh, classicalgallifrey.blogspot.com, where I review all of Classic Who. Uh, if you want to check out my post on the Crotons, I recommend that, because what? Why not? Uh, I think it was actually like one of the last things I did on that blog. Like it was one of the it was at the very 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 end. Like mm-hmm. might have might have it wasn't the last thing I did because the last thing I did was the mind robber. But it was really when I was kind of wrapping it all up, which I think mm-hmm. is really interesting because I uh, did that for a reason. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, good stuff. Check those out uh, on my Twitter and like Scott said, the other other mind robbers podcasts. Uh, good stuff. Yeah, yeah. All right, and we'll uh, we'll be back next week with uh, Christopher Eccleston and Father's Day. Bye. Bye.